grab your big book, your pen, your highlighter, and notepad and get ready to hear and apply some of the solution from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous through the experience, strength, and hope of Nikki M. To have a question addressed in a future episode of Noodle It Out with Nikki, please send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com and Nikki is spelled with two Ks. To get a more interactive experience with Nikki as she noodles out life and recovery questions using the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get a link to her weekly Noodle It Out with Nikki meeting held live on Zoom every Monday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The information to that meeting is in the show notes of this podcast. God morning, God afternoon, and God evening to all. My name is Justin B., and I am a son of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a qualifying addict of multiple fellowships living in the miracle of recovery. And I am here with the intelligent agent, spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation, and my co-host, Nikki M. Nikki, tell us a little bit about uh, a lesson you have learned this last week um, in your own recovery in life. Well, I've learned that um, I'm not a saint, page 60. I've learned that it's progress, and I like to say never perfection. I've also learned that, um, you know, I'm I'm safe and protected by God because God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. You know, I was a woman who was going to kill myself and kill my lover. And that's, that's, those are facts. And then God, you know, years later, after lots of work, lots of work in the 12 step rooms has sent me a man who loves me unconditionally, even when I'm wearing a dirty diaper. So I'm just so grateful. I'm, I've been up and down all week. And I'm just, when I say miracles, you know what we like to say, miracles. Love it. I love hearing about those miracles that are happening in your life and in the lives of others that we get to interact with regularly and in, in working our our recovery. All right. Uh, if if you and the listening audience don't know about Rico 12 and what we do, go check it out. I'll put links in the in the show notes um, to all of the different projects we have. But here's a little bit about um, this project called Noodle It Out with Nikki M. This is an exercise and deep dive into finding solutions to questions, issues, and things we encounter in everyday life in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And in this uh, meeting, I bring a couple of questions, one or two questions to Nikki that we just dive deep into into the big book and find those answers. And if you in the listening audience have any questions you'd like to send our way, send it to to our Gmail account, which is noodlewithnikki at gmail.com. Nikki's with two Ks. And we'll get to those in future episodes. Now, grab your big book, get it out, and get ready to run around it and make some notes because we're going to get into the solution here. All right, Nikki. So I'm gonna we're we're gonna talk a little bit about mental health today, and this is something that I hear a lot in the rooms, and I I, I experience in my own life with myself, with my wife, with other people in in my in my life. So I'd like to deep dive into this a little bit here. Here's a question that came in. This person says, I've been diagnosed with bipolar, ADHD, and borderline personality disorder. I've tried all sorts of ways to stay sober, but my mental health is the problem. And before we get into what does the book say, I think this can be put into all sorts of different things. I've been diagnosed with anxiety, with depression, with whatever it may be. So let's let's look at this generally with um, mental health. So what does the book say about this, Nikki? Well, the book says a lot. I mean, they have a whole chapter on the doctor's opinion. And I would recommend anyone read that. And it's extensive and deep. But if we're just, we're because we're just snorkeling. I mean, the book says so much about this, but I love this page when people come out to me and they say, because that, that sounds like I could have asked that question, Justin, you know, like I've been diagnosed. I was at 
CAMH, which is the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. And I remember the, the, the psychiatrist looking at me and they, oh, my doctor put me on every pill that you can imagine, okay? Those didn't work. I still wanted to die. <laughs> so page 133, what does it say? It says now about health. You could put mental health in there if you want. It says a body or a mind badly burned by alcoholism, addiction, does not recover overnight, nor does twisted thinking and depression vanish in a twinkling. See, these people who say this to me, Nikki, I can't do that. I've got ADHD. I like to say this because this is what the book says. Are you li really living a spiritual mode of life? Because it says, we, on page 133, it says, we are convinced, my line out for convinced means 100% without a doubt, that a spiritual mode of living is the most powerful health restorative. So when the people come at me and they say, Nikki, but I've got this, I've got that, so did I. And I once I really tried a spiritual mode of living, like, hey, the book on page 59 says half measures avail us nothing. Page 59 says half measures avail us nothing. So do you have one foot in the doctor world and one foot in the spirit world? Because it says we turn all things on page 14 over to the father of light that presides over us all. So it's very radical stuff. It says we who have recovered from serious drinking addiction, whatever your affliction is, are miracles of mental health. We have seen remarkable transformations in our bodies too. You know, this is, this is really radical stuff. I, I'm beyond human aid. That means I'm beyond doctors. I'm beyond human aid. And so, you know, right down here, go down a little further. It says, but this does not mean that we disregard human health measures. God has abundantly supplied this world with fine doctors and psychologists. My experience, strength, and hope, people, is that they didn't work for me. They did not work for me, especially the pills, the Prozacs, the, the things that numb out everything in your body. I mean, try having a sex life on that. I couldn't. You know, I mean, that there, there comes another problem. I mean, it just goes on and on or, you know, wh whatever you're taking. I, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but what I have given myself is I have a degree. I'm a soul surgeon from the school of hard knocks. Now anyone can do that. Anyone can give themselves whatever they want. I have a degree from the school of hard knocks and I'm a soul surgeon. So Nikki, you know, what, where does it, it says, it says right here. Try to remember that though God, this is on 133, that God has wrought miracles among us, we should never belittle a good doctor or psychiatrist. Their services are often indispensable. So I get sponsees that call me and they're out of their mind. And, and it's like, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I am a sponsor, a spiritual advisor, whatever you want to call it. And I'm deal with moral matters. And a lot of these things our moral matters. I I more than understand, you know, a lot of ch like these kids today, I've got ADHD, I've got all these things. I grew up in, I was born in 1973. I'm an 80s child. We didn't have any of these things when we were growing up. We were just plain, just plain people, you know, and if I go in 2023 down to the Caribbean, they don't have all these diagnoses. They really don't. I'm my, you know, my dad, I just, I think I did an episode down there with you, I was in Dominica and a small island in the Eastern Caribbean. They don't have that with their kids. They're, maybe they learn different, 
Maybe they're more, you know, excitable or whatever you want to call. They're not putting their kids on medication. They're getting to God. I've seen this. There's a they're they're literally, I mean, you've been, I don't know if you've been to the Bible Belt of America where there's a church on every corner. I'm not sure where that where that is anymore, where we get to faith, to a full reliance on God. So I don't want to, I don't want to dispel what people have been diagnosed with, but I'm I'm beyond human aid. And I've even taken it a step further. And if someone has a, an issue with this, I want to hear it. I'm going to say this, depression, self-obsession, but I'm depressed. No, you're self-obsessed. Seriously, because page 62, let's go. Well, how do you say that, Nikki? Well, this is what drives me. It's not love and kindness. It says selfishness and self-centeredness that we think is the root of our trouble. That's on page 62. I'm driven by a hundred forms of fear. Okay. Then let's go deeper, Justin. I'm driven by a hundred forms of self-delusion. I'm driven by a hundred forms of self-seeking and a hundred forms of self-pity. That is 400 forms of madness. Now, if your doctor doesn't believe in a spiritual way of living, a spiritual mode of living, of course, they're going to say that you've got this and this and that and that because they're not teaching. They're not even teaching how to eat. My doctor never once said, Nikki, what are the foods you're eating? No, this is deep, Justin. Oh, I was eating a bunch of processed chemical foods. I was going, I mean, I don't want to talk and be little McDonald's and Taco Bell and all these other fast food chains and all these things that go on. But how am I going to feed and nurture my body with this stuff? Of course, I'm going to be depressed and out of my mind. This is very, this is a lifestyle. So it's page 102 is what I'm eating healthy. Okay, let's go there for your mental health. Is what I'm is is what I'm doing help helpful? Cuz it says my job is to be of maximum helpfulness to myself and others, right? So or to others. I'm included in others. So is what I'm thinking, doing, saying, eating, exercising. Everyone's ready to pop a pill, but no one's really ready to do the work. This is very radical and I get serious about this because I was, I, I could have been locked up in a minute, Justin. It just as God intervened. I could have been in jail for my life for committing a murder homicide. You, you understand like suicide homicide. So back to this key word on page 133, Nikki is convinced that a spiritual mode of living is the most powerful health restorative. And I guarantee, I can almost say hundred percent sure without a doubt that these people are not living a spiritual mode of life. This is real radical. This is called full reliance on God. Are you living that way? Because the book says I'm beyond human aid. Thoughts on that, Justin? Yeah, I've got some thoughts on that. And they're ones that I um, want, I'm, I'm fearful. I don't, I want to tread lightly on because, um, you know, I've, I've seen, and I've experienced getting my head bitten off by saying, you know, if God is the answer. no, you know, and that's where I want to go with this is, you know, what if somebody who has been in their own experience <clears throat> connected directly with God their whole life and yet still feels, has experiences these mental health things. Um, and I have, I have something I want to say about it, but I want to get your thoughts on it before I put in my thoughts. What if somebody who says, man, I pray all the time. I connect with God all the time. I quote, I go to church. I do whatever I do all the time. And I ask for healing from this and it's not happening. Okay. I love that question. I want to find it because it's, it's in the back of the book here on, um, 
Oh, I got to find it. It's on the religious experience in the, in the appendix. And of course I can't find it right now. Let me just see if I can on religion. And it's, where is it here? Oh, I hate that. It talks about priests who came in. Oh, here it is. It's on page 572, right in the back. Wow. And it says the religious view on AA. And if you read on the second paragraph down, it says Catholic participation. So let's just say any religious participation in it, in the 12-step program, almost invariably results in poor Catholics becoming better Catholics. There it is. It's right there. Listen, we sponsored, I mean, you've had priests on your, on your, on your show. I sponsored, not sponsored. He's my grand sponsee. I don't think he's ever done a talk for you. He was a priest seven years. That didn't work. He went to the military, the United States military. Okay. A medic in the United States military disciplined seven years, not free. Okay. Came in 17 years sober, AA, came in dying, literally taking money from the congregation to buy hookers. Like this is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. And he has recovered. He's a, he's a, I mean, I want what he has. I've watched a miracle with this man. He loves God. Now I had another friend, she loves God. And she was telling me she's very religious and, and a leader in a church. And she's running around always worried. And she told me, and she was, this person came in, Jesus is the only way, Nikki, you know, you got to believe in God. And I said, I literally said to her one day, I don't believe you because you worry about your son. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. I said that to her. You know, she never once again said to me anything about her son. And I've watched her change. She's taken the 12 steps. This is radical stuff because, oh, oh, it's a priest. It's a doctor. They know everything. No, they don't. They're not God. They're human people like us. Who's to say they know more because they've got a degree from Harvard or they went to seminary school forever? Well, I've been in the rooms for 12 years and my experience, strength and hope has told me that um, you're right. Full reliance on God is the only way. If you are a real addict, alcoholic like us, if you suffer the disease of alcoholism, if you're a take it or leave it type of person, then, you know, maybe maybe the doctors and a little pill and a little diagnosis or a retreat or, uh, you know, a spa day might help you. These things don't work for me. I'm beyond human aid. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I, uh, man, love the perspective that you put on that. And thanks for pointing back to that uh, page 572. I'm definitely going to, I, this, this page on, in my big book has no markings on it until this moment. So I've got to review this and get into that. Um, but that's, that's kind of my experience too, is that, you know, I, I have been a religious person my whole life on the outside, checking all the boxes, saying, doing all the things, saying all the things, being all the things, being a leader and everything like that. And yet I was dying. Mm -hmm. Um, and even like, like what you talked about with this priest, uh, even after nearly seven years in the room, five years of sobriety, I was like, still, it wasn't the God of my understanding was not working. Was well, not a working. lot of us, a lot of us just didn't have a punishing God. I came in mm -hmm. here and had a punishing God. If you do this, you're going to get punished. That's not what the book says. Mm -hmm. You know, it says on page 28, let's just read that real quick. It, it describes God in the book. It says the loving and powerful hand of God. So really, if if you have a if you have an awful God, it's not gonna work. The book says it's a loving 
powerful hand of God, the creator of the universe, the great reality. Back to page 572, so you can muck this up too, Justin, on the religious view. It says, the very last paragraph says, I think that psychologically speaking, there is a point of advantage in the approach that is being made in this movement that cannot be duplicated. See, this is so special. I mean, you ask me, I, I'm going to say God took Bill W's hand and just just literally just wrote. Like, this is mystical, magical. We'll look back hundreds of years from now and go, this book is, is literally a magic book. It says, I suspect that if it is wisely handled, meaning the fellowship, sticking to the directions of the big book, not straying from what we've, I mean, we, we've got a watered down version here. You know, we we not, not you and I in the big book, but I was in a room where you're not even allowed to use the big book. <laughs> make that make sense. And it says, and it seems to be in wise and prudent hands. So we have a lot of responsibility here, Justin, you and I. Uh, we have to wisely handle this book. We have to make sure it's in prudent hands. And then it says there are doors of opportunity ahead of this project that may surpass our capacities to imagine. You know, this is this is religious people saying this. So we all need help, even even our church. And you know, I love what it says here. I love this promise. It's on page one thirty two, and this is how we can be helpful in those rooms to people who. It says at the very top, it talks about a man who's you know recovered, and it says, you know, we don't argue about religion. We'll make friends, and we're sure to find new avenues of usefulness and pleasures. We can be a bright spot in such congregations. I do that now. I, you know, I'm a grateful member of the Salvation Army by my house. I don't know if I can say that, but I, I want to because I love the Salvation Army. They do so much. And I remember one day I said to my pastors, you know, I can't believe there's only one way through this, you know, Jesus or however they believe. And, and my pastor looked at me and said, believe what you want, Nikki. We just need you here. And and it's just awesome because I do bring new hope and new courage to to my pastor and to his, his, you know, the troubled world, his congregation. So I'm an active member. I serve every Saturday. We have a food program there. I'm useful there. So my mental health was never contingent on a doctor, on pills, on a diagnosis. My mental health, because page 23 says this centers in my mind. And if I'm beyond human aid, then I better find a power greater than myself. Because this book doesn't say, how do you heal your mental health? It talks about on page 29 that I'm to describe in my own language, from my own point of view, the way I established my relationship with God. Full stop. I get crazy about this stuff because I want everyone to feel what we feel, Justin, which is freedom, happiness, joyfulness. Even when I'm losing my mind, I have a solution and when I lost my mind, I think last week I said I locked myself in in my boyfriend's bedroom as I was having my my emotional breakdown, blackout, codependency. What happened? I only had God. Well, and my big book. I didn't have my phone. I don't use my phone when I'm in Luxembourg, except on Mondays right now to record with you and to do a noodle show. But I I don't do I don't use my phone the whole week I'm here. I don't have any other English literature in this strange foreign land, and I rely fully on God. This is. Mental health, if you are suffering, are you really living a spiritual mode of life? Love it. And I want to close up with my thoughts here. You know, that that page 
572, um, where it says, uh, and Catholic participation in it almost invariably results in poor Catholics becoming better Catholics. Whatever that religion is, whatever that uh, that practice is, I will bear witness of my own self that applying the principles of recovery in my own life made me a better practitioner, a more useful practitioner of my religion, and a more useful instrument in my higher power's hands to do his work in my congregation and in the world than anything else did. All of the the trying to keep the commandments and everything else beforehand ever did. Um, Nikki, this has been a really good one. Thank you so much for for that. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, it does say, and you know, you and I did a talk on it, see where religious people are right. And I love a radical Jew named Jesus. Okay, I do. I I respect this whole, you know, this whole thing. And I know he, if you learn the history of it, you know, Jesus was a Jew. And in the Jewish religion, because I study that too, they have 613 rules. And when Jesus came in, he had only two, love God and love each other. And you and I have talked about this because it's straight into so many different things and ideas and rules and regulations and do this and don't do that. Hey, I only heard two, love God and love each other. This is real radical. Like, that's what I call him, my friend, the radical Jew named Jesus, because it's, this is, this is not for even me. I'm a radical woman in the rooms. You know, I'm, I'm doing things. I'm in the rooms of, of that I, that according to certain people, I should not be in because I don't suffer from that addiction or affliction. So my final thoughts are really this on page 159, 160. And this is the promise. This is the vision for you in our, in our beautiful fellowship. You know, we're to set apart one night a week, even one podcast a week, whatever you want to call it, one meeting, you know, to be attended by anyone or everyone interested in a spiritual way of life. Aside from fellowship and sociability, the prime object was to provide a time and a place where new people, doesn't say just addicts, not just alcoholics, not just Christians, not just, not just Jews, not just Muslims, new people might bring their problems. And that includes your mental health problem because there's only one solution here. And for us, that's a power greater than ourselves. God, I love this life, Justin. I am excited. I'm heading to Italy right now. We're getting my meltdown last week. My boyfriend's like, okay, let's just go to Italy and play at the beach. So out of the darkness comes the light. I love you. And my mental health is absolutely at par today. I'm I'm really happy, joyous, and free. Thank you, Justin. Awesome. And thank you, Nikki. Everybody, uh, we got a lot of solution there. And that solution is a power greater than ourselves. Um, let's jump into that power. 